giant pussy boots. Holy frijoles! Hey, giant! You wanna see something cool? Gracias, the legend will never die! Pussy boots, you die. I have nine lives. And how many times have you died already? Uh, no. Pushing boots doesn't need a spotter. Watch. Watch. A cat always lands on his feet. Watch. You are down to your last life, Mama Luna. Always on the lookout for a new lap cat. I am no lap cat. I am pushing boots. Not anymore. Meow. A person party, Pickles. That's your party. So this is where dignity goes to die. Living my feet on You don't look like a Pickles. Well, you don't look like a cat. <gasps> Full disclosure, I'm a therapy dog. Want to my belly? Hard buzz. Oh. They found me. Goldilocks and the three bears crying funnily. Make her talk. Excuse me, my darling. We're looking for the legendary Puss in Boots. Have you perhaps seen him? What's a Puss in Boots? He is me! Oh. Uh, normally, I have a sore. It's like a whole thing, you know? Okay. Get that cat. Dead or alive will be just right. Bounty hunters. Kitties of boss, I need your help. Whenever I team up with you, things go wrong. Cool, another member of the team. I'm Puss's therapy dog. Definitely not. Finally, you need therapy. <laughs> oh, I have got to learn how to do that. Lives flashing before your eyes. Pray for mercy from Puss in Boots. <laughs> Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. This is Larry, and today I am here with a couple of special guests to discuss the latest from DreamWorks Animation, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And joining me on today's review of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, from the Cinemania World team, we have Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Larry, thank you so much for having me to talk about Puss in Boots and John Mulaney being in another animated feature. <laughs> Perfect. And joining us, the animation connoisseur herself from Rachel's Reviews on YouTube, as well as the Hallmarkies podcast, we are joined by Rachel Wagner. Hi, Rachel. Hi, so glad to be here. Well, thank you both for coming on and discussing this lovely latest film directed by Joel Crawford. Puss in Boots stars the vocal talents of Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek, and Florence Pugh as we follow Puss in Boots as he discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll as he has burned through eight of his nine lives. Now, he sets out on an epic adventure to find the mythical last wish to restore his nine lives. 
Now, this is another long-awaited sequel, a sequel I don't know how many people actually were, like, clamoring for, seeing as the first Puss in Boots came out way back in 2011, but here we are. Patrick, just give us an overview. How did you feel about The Last Wish? So I have to say, when I was going into it, usually you have to go into these films, especially an animated film that's like the 20th in the series, with a little bit of uh, objective mind and, and, and not really wanting to try, you know, to immediately say, oh, this is going to be garbage. But for some reason, when I was looking at the animation styles and all of the trailers, I kept thinking, what are they doing? They're going to destroy this. Like, I know we're so far into it, but they're going to actually ruin it even more. And I was so upset thinking about that and going into this. I was sitting there going, all right, this animation has already failed for me. How is this story going to do anything? But then I saw what they were going for and how this style was working with this action kind of thriller that they have inside Puss in Boots' Last Wish. And I got to say, I had a really great time. It's got fun story, fun action, great um, comedic performances. I love, like I mentioned earlier, John Mulaney's in this as the villain, which is hilarious. I love hearing his voice whenever he's involved in this stuff. And Antonio Banderas is very good as Puss. And um, yeah, we'll, I'll pass it off to Rachel for the rest. <laughs> yeah, Rachel, what yes. were your overall thoughts? Yeah, so I'd actually heard good things about this from my friends who had seen the first, I think, 15 minutes or 20 minutes or something at Animationist Film Festival. Uh, so there was like a buzz. And so that made me excited. And I'd already really enjoyed the bad guys earlier this year from DreamWorks. And they had a terrible 2021. So I was you know, excited to see them rebound in such a way. And so, and I really liked the trailers. And I've said for a long time that I felt like that Puss in Boots is one of the best celebrity voice acting matches to a character uh, in animated films ever I think it, it Antonio Baderas is like perfect for this role and there's so many times when you get the celebrity voice and it's distracting or it uh it just feels uh unnecessary to have the celebrity voice but I think in this case it really fits so well and so I I was really looking forward to it and then I, w I got a screener link before I got to see it on the big screen and I was blown away I, I must say I am a sucker for this hybrid animation style that's become popular since uh, since Spider-Verse. I love it, whether it's Mitchells or some machines or or this or uh, and the bad guys. I love that style. And the action in the movie was just incredible. The animation was really great. I loved the music. I thought the story was endlessly inventive it had an incredible villain that was really scary and then when i got to see it on the big screen just on monday uh it was an incredible experience and uh, i mean i saw people so kids just get completely petrified by this wolf <laughs> they were, wow. had to be taken uh. out of the theater i mean <laughs> and it was that to me says something about it being like memorable and there were just so many ways that this could have been a 
just a sloppy, lazy cash grab movie. And it was so creative, so inventive, so fun. And uh, it ended up as my number one film of 2022. I just oh, thought it was incredible. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Number one overall. Yeah. I, I, in, in my best of video, I co-tied it with um, uh, with Marcel because I loved that as well. And uh, But if I had to pick, and I think the surprise factor, the fact that it was so much better than I expected it to be, that it should have been, uh, that does give it, I think, a little bit of an edge. And uh and yeah it's it's one of my favorite dreamers film if not my favorite wow oh that's yeah. a real high praise as well yeah uh, i have we to agree I, now I, I can't add anything more to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have to agree i really love this hyper stylized animation era that we're in right now just in general just i talked about this on my ranking of all the animated films i watched this year we're kind of spoiled right now. They're utilizing so many different types of yeah. art forms and animation all within the same film or, you know, every film feels like it's kind of like balancing at least a couple of these different ones. But we're getting all of this wonderful work just from these different films. We had so many stop motion this year, more than yeah. we've had in a single mm. year for a while. We're getting these 2D, 3D hybrids. And this one did particularly what uh, Spider-Verse did with the frame rates as well. Like They didn't do as many uh, stills within each thing to make it as fluid, which kind of gave it this almost anime quality mm -hmm. like during the fight scenes that i absolutely loved i thought it was looked amazing <laughs> and then you blend that with you know the typical stunning dreamworks 3d animation with you know their hair yeah. and all of that fun jazz it it really was just a, a f beauty to watch on the big screen mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh, what i wasn't expecting from this was the mature themes. I thought this yeah. had a really mature overall message. Obviously, we're dealing with like fatalism. Uh, you know, we're dealing with living life to its fullest, but kind of framed from the point of view of death. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, you could die at any time. And I thought they handled that really, really well. You know, what I think it's kind of interesting. And I, I feel like I haven't heard people make this point is that I actually think the Puss in Boots last wish is very similar to Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. They both are confronting death. Both have multiple lives. Both <laughs> have uh, like similar sort of quests that they go on. And, uh, and uh, it's kind both of interesting. Both can be that, scary for small children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of interesting that the, both of those films come out so close to each other mm -hmm. and that they both it. have um they both yeah. have overarching themes of like family too yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, and connecting with other people mm -hmm. well this okay. one had a huge cast so we talked about antonio banderas and i agree i think he's perfect for this role and i yeah. think it's also a nice merge because i think he loves this character mm -hmm. i don't know just listening to him in yeah. this film, he just seems so energized and you know, this could be a throwaway. And that's that's part of the problem, I think, with so many of the celebrity castings is that a lot of them don't do their best work uh, when they're brought in for an animated film because it's an easy paycheck for them. But I don't know. He just this might be my favorite performance of his as Puss. I thought sure. he just sounded 
great. And it sounded like he really enjoyed it. I think Salma Hayek was good as Kitty Softpaws as well. Yeah. But a big shock for me was actually Florence Pugh. Because mm-hmm. I thought she wasn't really that recognizable as Florence Pugh. Just kind of mm-hmm. watching it. I don't know how you two felt. Um, and then I also did love Olivia Coleman, Though I have loved her in both of them. I know nobody likes Scrooge. I actually loved her as that uh, ghost of past in Scrooge. I, I, <laughs> I liked Scrooge. She was so fun in that movie. And she has such an expressive voice that I'm also like, you know what? Olivia Coleman is somebody that I could see doing a lot of voice work. because she, mm-hmm. she, she really gets into it. But yeah. I will say... The big shock for me was actually Harvey Gillen, who I'm not really familiar with. Oh, Gillen. from uh, um, What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Yes. For one, the character yeah. was a shock yeah. for me. He's Piero, the dog. Mm-hmm. I actually, when we first were introduced to him, I was anticipating finding him pretty annoying. I was like, oh, God, what are we going to do with this dog? And then he turns out to be this amazing oh. little character that I adored. Right. <laughs> How'd you all feel about the characters and the voice work, Patrick? I thought the, the Antonio Banderas and Puss in Boots, we can now safely assume is an iconic animated character. Like we have all of our Disney phase, right? We have the Disney like older phase of animation. And then we have the stuff that we all grew up with. And I think those are the characters that are starting to become classics. Um, Puss in Boots being one of them. You could look at the Ice Age characters, um, even how to train your dragon, you can start to include into this, and it, it comes mainly from getting great voice acting. And uh, Salma Hayek was awesome in it. I want to mention also Olivia Coleman <laughs> was really good in this too. Um, a surprise for sure. Um, John Mulaney is the villain. I, I think again, I just I love how his voice is already kind of a cartoon to begin with. So putting him in this just works on so many levels. Where if you put him in live action, I would feel like he should be a cartoon instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't have any much much else I mean, to add to it. The directors also, Joel Crawford and uh, Juanuel Mercado, did a fantastic job of pacing this film out to actually have a good like feel, uh, feel as you're watching it. It did not feel like the runtime was very long, and it went by really quickly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I mean, <clears throat> I guess. I loved the wolf so much that I, I could have maybe used like a tiny bit less of of the John Mulaney character and a little bit more of the wolf. But as nitpicks, I, I really enjoyed both. I thought that uh, they were both really scary in their own ways. I have to say, okay, so I'll segue this. I didn't want to crush Patrick <laughs> too much. Uh, it's not against John Mulaney specifically. I will say my negative here in the film overall, and and I thought it the second time watching it because I watched it a second time yesterday or the two days ago. um, I almost think we could have cut Jack Horner out personally because we have three villains uh, here. So we have Jack Horner, we have Goldilocks and the bears, and then we have the big bad wolf, basically. Mm -hmm. They're all chasing Puss and Kitty Soft Paws and Pero to get this map throughout the story. And I just think that the Jack Horner one is the least interesting. Like, yeah, I, I do they, agree. They do something really interesting with Goldilocks and the Bears. It kind of takes a really unexpected turn for me. Like I thought it, I didn't anticipate that story to be as well fleshed out as it was. And then, as you said, then we have the 
big bad wolf basically uh who is just this intimidating force the entire film (laughs) who and immediately and that whistling all of it the design is just amazing and then we have jack horner who i mean brings in some of the more magical shrek like uh aspects i i would say because you're really dealing with fairy tales a lot when it comes to him and his bag of magic and and we get the you know cricket which is i thought one of the fun gags of the film and you don't get that without jack horner but i think I agree with Rachel in that sense that if we had done at least less of Jack, because he doesn't go on an arc like the other right, You know, I'm going to stop you right there. Who are both <laughs> of your guys' favorite characters? Go Tell me both of them. Uh, my favorite character was movie? actually Pero. Pero, what was, who was your favorite character, Rachel? Oh, probably Puss in Boots. Both awful. Terrible <laughs> characters. I can't believe that they would try to put Pedro into this. It's like, oh, we're going to do Olaf, but make him even dumber. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Get him off the air, Larry. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm coming after you. The, the review's gone off the rails, and now I'm just fighting for my life. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, the design was a little off-putting, too. I don't know, with that little tiny head and these little arms. I was like, it oh was gosh. adorable. Everyone was adorable, and I see your points, too. But I, I will. I, I will. Think, no one else goes to bat for John Mulaney anymore. Why not me? <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I think that he was scary in his own way. I mean, and so I didn't mind him. It certainly, I mean, I like still my favorite movie of the year. So I, I really, it wasn't a deal breaker by any means. But I just that wolf was so good that I, I just almost wish we'd gotten more of of him. But maybe having him not as as much made it scarier. I don't know. But, um, but I can see what Larry's saying. And I think they're trying to go that a little bit different because if we had, you needed at least two of the three, I will say that because you can't just have Goldilocks and the bears because then it becomes kind of a Disney situation mm-hmm. where you have more of an antagonist than a villain. And Disney has done that a lot yeah. in re- in the recent decade. So you want to keep a good villain in here. And so I, I get why particularly Jack Horner had to be here because he's just, straight up villain i mean there's no (laughs) there's nothing good to be said um and even the big bad wolf you know he he doesn't go on an arc per se but he has a development um that is an interesting take i think that's what i just liked about the film there's so many interesting takes like so many of these could have fallen flat they could have been one-dimensional that wolf could have just been there hunting us down the whole time and they take it and make it something interesting without taking away the scary factor that's what i love about shrek's films is that they they take a a crazy character that we've always known from when we grew up and they give you so many weird angles for that character like what they did with like the gingerbread man in the first film or like pinocchio (laughs) there's there's this fantastical character and then they're gonna switch them up like the uh, mama bear papa bear baby bear any of those jokes always made me laugh in this movie but they 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 needed to come back around though because i mean those first two shark movies solid fun films third the third one was not good was this a return to form though rachel <laughs> i feel like this could have been this could be kind of like how transformers fell off the wayside and bumblebee kind of roped it back in yeah i could I see think that the first puss in boots is fun like it's not memorable mm-hmm. it's not great but, but it's yeah. teeing I think off it's for fun. something but I didn't see the the fourth 
Shrek movie. I still haven't seen it to this day. Oh. I'm going to watch it this week. Mm. But because I disliked that Shrek the Third so much, it was yeah. terrible. And that was before I was a critic and I went to the theater and I was I was angry. Oh, I was like this sucked. I'd like terrible. to see you angry oh at a theater. <laughs> I was so I mad. I'm like, wow. I know. I really just like maybe it. we need a retro review of Shrek the Third. No. Here. <laughs> Don't make me rewatch it. Yeah, we need a rewatch, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, so, I guess does this make you excited for a fifth Shrek? Particularly, you know, some Easter eggs. We're not going to spoil anything or or anything like that. But some Easter eggs are certainly dropped the- here to move forward. And I think we've even had news about them trying to get that fifth Shrek movie up and running. The- um, does this make you more excited for returning after you know the third and fourth Shrek fell off so hard, or not? It so does much make still? it does make me more excited than i was which was not excited at all uh but i i I do think the problem that the shrek films have a little bit for me is that they're so intent on 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 uh on on parody on mining parody that they kind of lose the story a little bit and like that first watch is usually really really funny and then that's like i've heard all the jokes before so it's not as funny it's not as creative and whereas this it had it had funny parts it had funny jokes but the story was really really solid and the characters were really good and uh, and honestly the first shrek is it's kind of raunchy when you when you watch it again now it's kind of like whoa um and <laughs> it's true oh and uh, like i mean saying uh, what do they say snow white ain't easy you know th- that whole joke i mean i don't know but I, I think that they sometimes lean a little too much into the parody for my taste. Uh, whereas this one, it is just an hour, a good story. It's not leaning as much on the jokes. What about you, Patrick? Does this make you more excited to return to Shrek? Well, I, I think it really depends on who's behind the, the cast. You know, we're going to have great voice cast and, and people involved in the, in the, animation side but who's going to be writing this who's got the story who's got the jokes that's where it really matters so if they do decide hey this puss in boots last wish we had a pretty good creative team behind this let's move into shrek 5 or something i would be down for it but if they were like no we're going to bring back the people that have been doing shrek 3 4 and, and so on that would make me nervous so i guess we'll have to see how good this does do you think they'll just go to Shrek 5? Or do you think a, a third Puss in Boots is in work after this? Well, I think everything's in work. But as DC and Black Adam has taught us, we live in the land where cameos and after credit scenes could mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, at least and we can throw a pirate. Like this is universal and not WB. Otherwise, and I'll be, I'll be fair. take it Let's, all with a grain of salt at I'll WB. be fair. We'll talk Pirates of the Caribbean too with their after credit scene. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like... I don't need any more. Like, I feel like it was such a, a good place to end, but you know, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I would, I'd be open to Puss in Boots, the character obviously returning for yeah. a smaller role in Shrek, but I kind of agree. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if we need another solo film from him. I think this is a great send off to the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that respect, you know, um, again, no spoilers. So we're not going to tell you where they end off at the end of this film. But I think this is a good follow-up and then a good 
conclusion. If it just ends here for Puss in Boots and Kitty Soft Paws, that's a great, that's a great stopping point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just so exciting for DreamWorks because they had had a rough little while. Like, I mean, Spirit Untamed, the Boss oh, Baby well, movies. I, I forgot that that even just... got released to theaters, to be honest, until you just mentioned it. What's that? I forgot that Spirit Untamed was even released to theaters until yeah. you just mentioned it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of the Trolls movies. It's just been, <laughs> it's been rough. DreamWorks, I mean, they're always... <laughs> They always play second fiddle, maybe third, fourth fiddle in the past years. Um, yeah. You know, it's always been like a, trying to keep up, trying to compete with Disney when it came, or Pixar, when it came to like top notch animation. And they've always, you know, been right there in the animation itself. Uh, it's just their but stories, uh, the scripts. I personally would put both of the DreamWorks movies this year ahead of either of the Pixar oh. and Disney movies this year. So well, I don't agree. That's just but... me. <laughs> well, I don't. I put one of them above all of the Disney. I put this one. If we're talking yeah. specifically, I think Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is better than anything Pixar or Disney released this Which year. Which you can't say that. about DreamWorks a lot of years. Uh, certainly not last year. You certainly right. not last year. They usually are making up somewhere in the bottom. Uh, in recent times if it's not how to train your yep. dragon recently it's been rough for me yeah. and dream Agreed. <laughs> we've, we've had a rocky <laughs> go of it yes but, and then we got that new um dreamworks logo that made such a fuss online i just i was a little taken aback by people too. having such a strong opinion a strong negative opinion over dreamworks new logo yeah I, I was like oh that's right? so fun I, I like i shared it on my twitter i'm like how cute and <laughs> cancel rachel oh, she likes the like, logo horrible Everybody else was like horrified thanks oh, marvel no. for ushering in this new trend my in logos child, my childhood's ruined and ruined christmas <laughs> and santa's dead how dare dreamwork show shrek in their opening logo like oh my okay uh yeah so that premiered and i tweeted this after i watched it the first time because i went to that just like early preview thing they did uh-huh. uh back at the end of november they that's how you, uh, usually you can brilliant. feel a little bit confident because yeah. if they want to get audiences in to see it a month out and, yeah, and you still true. pay um they have to know okay yeah. this is going to be it this is a good one please spread the word Puss in boots yeah. is back <laughs> i know i've been posting about it nonstop on my twitter because I, I just feel like it, it's an uphill battle like people are have to be convinced that oh it's actually really good and especially you know this week it's going up against avatar and it's only the second mm-hmm. weekend and know. you know we've been burned right mm-hmm. now this hollywood let me sorry small tangent next weekend on you know i get on my little amc app and you know reserve my my tickets and stuff mm-hmm. nothing there is nothing new coming to denver in theaters next weekend but this weekend you're dumping so many freaking movies into the theater i'm like oh my god why does yeah, hollywood do this push one to next push whitney to next weekend like nobody, yeah. people aren't checking for that right now um yeah. and I, I mean really push whitney to lifetime movie network or <laughs> um netflix at the least i don't know but we'll see yes, we'll, i agree um but no, who's, so I got a question before before yeah. we wrap. Who's the who's the next Shrek character that deserves it, their own show? Should there be a donkey movie? 
No. No. Should there be? You don't want to see like donkey and the dragon and the life that they have. And... No, that's no. weird to me. I, their little babies are weird to me. Um... You were just talking about before this. We were talking about doing one more Pinocchio to have it be Shrek's Pinocchio. Just add one more. You know, and let's just, we'll make jokes about him being well. the third. Listen, all we need is more Pinocchio in our lives. Apparently, they were going to do Pinocchio till we're dead. Make uh, it like an action spy thriller. Just completely go. I would crazy. say. I mean, truthfully. Give me a fairy godmother prequel um, because I live for her. Uh, like speaking that. of iconic villains, um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, other than that, hmm. yeah, I was gonna say you could do a, a charming redemption, uh, you know, villain kind of story, but I still, I mean, I don't know, I'm not really feeling even that. Puss in Boots was so interesting because he just came in and, you know, was so popular in his appearance. And then it kind of took on a life of its own. And, and and Shrek certainly has other popular characters. Like you said, Donkey. I just, I get scared with, because Donkey's already so prevalent. Like, that's where you risk it. When they're so heavily involved in the main films that when you go off on their own, you're still like, I mean, I know you were a supporting character, but you were almost yeah. a co-lead donkey. Let's be well, real. Well, I, I just feel like that shtick <laughs> could get old as, like, the primary character. Mm-hmm. You know? But, yeah. I, yeah, I can't really think of any others. I mean, I guess, you know, there could be... Fiona? Maybe they introduce there could be a, a Fiona story. Mm-hmm. A Fiona no. I mean, how do you do Fiona without Shrek, though, at this point? She's moving on. They could they could do... Because I actually <laughs> love... She's moving past him. I actually love Shrek the Musical. It's really good. It's hmm. so funny. And the songs are great. Uh, Rachel uh, just wants to turn everything into a musical. <laughs> so if you turn huh. it into a musical, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> Always with the musicals and Rachel around here. It is. <laughs> I, I was skeptical as anyone when I went to see it. And I was thoroughly entertained it was very <laughs> funny farquad is hilarious in it uh and uh so yeah i wouldn't complain if they made a musical <laughs> but uh, i don't know i think we should just quit while we're ahead all right well uh overall any final thoughts when it comes to shrek the uh, not see, now y'all got me on shrek <laughs> see what you did patrick uh any boots, final the shrek adventure of the last wish <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts when it comes to Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, how it compares to some of the other top tier animated films this year, Patrick? Yeah, well, I would say when you're I, I love the fact that they took the bold move of changing the animation style so late in the game of an established franchise that is bold. That paid off in in a lot of ways with this film. I do hope it pays off in the box office. And I hope that we see other franchises that are looking to do another sequel or another reboot or however they're trying to do it in the animation sphere that they choose to go at, in a different style rather than just a, only a narrative direction but like really switch up everything because seeing this new coat of paint over this film really reinvigorated the franchise for me mm-hmm. yeah it it's one of the most exciting experiences as a film critic when you when you stumble upon something like this and it's not only so much better than you expect it to be, but it's just legitimately amazing. And it, you know, it, it, it's so exciting because sometimes you 
I sometimes, especially lately, because I have been disappointed by a lot of the Oscar contenders. Uh, I felt like kind of a, a wet blanket over everything. I'm like, oh, that's not that great. And so it's, it was so exciting to see this and be like, Oh, I loved it. It was so good. And uh, it's, it's moments like that where I wish that I had even more of an influence than I do, because I just wish I could convince people to go and see this movie. Cause I, it's so creative. It's so ambitious. It's, funny it's really scary and uh i don't know i just thought it was great so it was very exciting to me well if you are looking for something to go watch with the whole family for the holiday season i know i am off of work thankfully next week and i know a lot of people have some time off i think that we all agree Checking out Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, is a pretty great way to spend some of that free time you may have over this holiday time. And uh, it will definitely be worth your time to check out. So once again, thank you both so much for joining me on this review. Patrick, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Yes, thank you, Larry, so much. And I, I love being on these episodes, so keep inviting me. Uh, PatrickBaderReviews.com and on Twitter at Pappy Reviews, Instagram, Facebook, Patrick Bader Reviews. Perfect. And Rachel, thanks so much for joining us over here on the Cinemania World podcast. Where can people find you? You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, except for Facebook right now. <laughs> uh, everywhere else, uh, you can find me and on YouTube and Rachel'sReviews.net. And also, you can find me at the Hallmarkies podcast. Perfect. And of course, you can follow me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions over on Instagram and YouTube. And make sure to be following the Cinemania World podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We will catch you all on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, everyone.